the way that we kind of look at it is just, you know, just provide really good content. Because if you do that over the long term, it, it, your content will always rank well. So best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I want to mention Door Devil. You know, you know what? I need to mention Door Devil. I need to mention Door Devil to you. It's not just a want. It's a need because you need this. Door Devil, quite simply, defends your home against kick-in burglary attacks. They happen frequently. There are 1.4 million homes that are broken into every year, and a lot of them are done through kick-ins. If you've got a home security system, then props to you. I'm glad you've got that, and that's important. But it doesn't prevent the bad people from kicking in your door, whether it's your front door, your back door, your side door. You need something like the door devil, and door devil is the best in the business when it comes to providing proof that it works. You can go to doordevil.com and even watch a video with Terry Bradshaw talking about it, and you can see how it works. It's a very simple product to install. But if you're not into that, then you can just hire a handy person and they can they can install it for you. Very simple. Put it inside the door frame of your front door, your back door, every door you have. And you can defend your home against the kick-in burglary attacks. It's needed. In addition, this is my brother's company. So it's near and dear to my heart. And because it's my brother's company, I'm able to offer you an exclusive discount because he was so kind to do so. You can go when you check out your uh, purchase at doordevil.com and there's going to be a little field. You enter the word best ever, no space, just one word, best, B-E-S-T-E-V-E-R, and you'll get a 20% discount on your purchase. So go to doordevil.com, go buy it, enter best ever, and secure your home against kick-in burglary attacks. There are so many testimonials on the website. You can read them from police officers, from a woman who is being, uh, her house is being attacked from an enraged ex-husband and the door devil defended that attack. Uh, He didn't get in. There's like 20 different testimonials from police officers on the door devil. Go buy it. Defend your home against burglary kick-in attacks. Go to doordevil.com and enter the word best ever whenever you check out and you'll get 20% off on your purchase. Best ever listeners, hello, hello, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is a show where we cut out the fluff of stuff. We don't talk about it. We only talk about the best advice that moves your business forward. We've spoken to Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank, Robert Kiyosaki, the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and many other best ever guests. And with us today, we got a dynamic duo of brothers, Adam and Joss Justiano. How you doing, Adam and Josh? Good. How you doing, Joe? Great to speak with you, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Well, looking forward to it. Disclaimer for the best ever listeners. I've been working with Adam and Josh for a little while on multifamily stuff as well as, you know, raising money. And so I, I've I've known them for a while and looking forward to hearing their best advice because their story is is really unique in that they're brothers and started investing at a very young age while still one of them was still in college at 21 and 23 years old. And they've closed on over 50 deals in less than three years, two and a half to be exact. While one of them, as I mentioned, was going to Cal State Northridge. They've bought six properties in the last 10 months. 
as buy and holds. And in fact, yesterday they closed on a duplex and a couple of weeks ago they closed on a triplex. They've done two flips and um, they have property in the state of California where they're based. Uh, and uh, one of the properties is is an Oxnard. Oxnard? How do you pronounce that? Oxnard, California? We're, we're, actually, we're actually in escrow to close that uh, duplex in Oxnard, California. You're in escrow to close it. So pretty soon you will be Pretty soon, it. yes. Yes. And you can say hi to them at quickhomeoffers.com. Go check that, that, check that out because SEO is a focus of theirs. I know from working with them and they've had a lot of success with that. With that being said, you two want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Well, um, let's see. I was, uh, I'm going to uh, Cal State Northridge right now for a degree in um, business real estate. Um, I did my first deal at 23 and uh, you know, I, I love working with my brother. So um, you know, our focus has really been um, close some quick flips to be able to get some money to parlay that into buying holds. That's my background. Adam, why don't you give a little bit more? Uh, a little bit about me. I started at 21. I actually closed my first deal uh, while I was still on the job. I worked at a golf course, surprisingly. I closed it in the car, and uh, about a month later, I, I quit my job, went full time. Took the risk, took a little time, and you know it's uh, it's been very rewarding. Uh, same as Josh, enjoy working with my brother. It's family, you know, someone you can count on. Uh, we wholesaled for uh, we we we're still continuing to wholesale, but we wholesale for some capital. Then we you know put that to work, uh, bought some rentals, did some fix and flip, and now we're we're looking to get into multifamily and land and development is in the near future as well. Walk us through your first deal. Oh, oh boy. Um, well, let's see. Um, well, it's kind of funny because um, <clears throat> I had uh, – so I, I – I, the way I kind of started was I, I pretty much spent all my savings and then I took out a credit card and then I funded, you know, some marketing and, and you know, uh, just stuff to sort of get off the ground. I don't know. It probably – it took me a couple months but – in the meantime, my brother had noticed that, you know, what, you know, he's on the phone. All, what is, what is he doing? What is he doing? So, <laughs> so, uh, he, uh, you know, he asked me what I was doing and, you know, I, I told him and then he got pretty interested. So what I think we were sitting at, at, uh, at coffee together, he hadn't really looked into, uh, real estate at all, but a call came in. And uh, it was about, I don't know, 90 degrees. And so we went to the car and I shoved the phone in Adam's face. I was like, all right, here you go. Get started. <laughs> Close the deal. So he picked up the phone. He kind of fumbled around, you know. Um, we ended up setting it up an appointment with that guy. And uh, we went uh, and uh, looked at the property. It didn't really work out. But our next appointment that Adam set up, um, I think we were able to close that one. Um, and that one, he, I think we got that for, I think the, I don't know, what did we get that for? I can't remember. I can't remember. But yeah, we we wholesaled that one and that paid for all of our costs that, that were up to that point. So we realized, shortly realized that, you know, this can work and, you know, that we can scale it. So pretty much dove deep <laughs> after that. So after the first one, we, we, we paid for the marketing campaign, paid ourselves a little bit put some money back into the business and uh, 
send out some more mail. Yeah. So it's direct mail. That that nope. was that was your 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 direct your marketing approach to begin with. At, at that at that point, that was our only uh, source. Yeah, our next deal ended up being our first buy and hold that we did in uh, in Bakersfield, California. How does that work? Because uh, you use you said you spent your savings and funded the marketing with a credit card. Then you wholesaled your first deal, paid for the cost, and put a little bit of money in your pocket. But then the second one was a buy and hold. How did you have the money for a buy and hold, or did you not have to put money into it? So, so uh, no money down real estate actually does exist. <laughs> it, it really does. You just have to be creative in the way that you approach it. So what I had done was um, I called, uh, I, I actually went on Craigslist before I got my first deal and I just started cold calling a bunch of investors and uh, I found one guy out of uh, Los Angeles who, you know, he gave me the time of day. I, I went to his house. We kind of, you know, talked about, hey, I'll, I'll, I'm going to find the deals for you and, uh, and we can, you can fund them. So that's kind of what we did. And then what we did, uh, I took a 25% of the deal. And so 25% of the cash flow and 25% of uh, any equity. And he funded 100% of the deal. Uh, so we actually had no, uh, no costs besides the, the marketing costs into that first buy and hold. And that, that was from a gentleman you met off of Craigslist. Yeah, that was back in 2013, but he's actually still a, a partner of ours today. We, we've done a lot of deals together, and, and uh, we're, build, we're building a portfolio today together. But it's not 25% anymore. It's, it's, you know, we, we, we switched that up a little bit. So I won't get into too much details about how it is, the structure right now, but it's, it's a little bit different. Is it more favorable for you without getting into specifics? Uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you reached out to somebody off of Craigslist. This is your second deal, right? You just wholesaled, basically broke even, made a couple bucks. But it's, from what it sounds like, it was the profits were, were pretty slim. Then the second one, you went on Craigslist. You found that this investor was, what, advertising a property or saying they'll, he'll buy property. And then you reached out. And how did you approach that conversation? So, um, well, actually, I, I, I had made this connection before we got our first deal. What, uh, well, I, I, the way I approached it was, you know, he was just posting ads for sellers. And I just said, hey, listen, if you help me close a transaction, I will give you, uh, you know, free seller leads. And I, you know, and uh, um, that's kind of how I approached it. And uh, so he helped walk us through our first, uh, our, you know, the, the buy and hold. And yeah, I mean, it just, I, I think just approaching it with a value mindset, as opposed to, can you give me advice? It was more of, well, I'm going to provide you with free seller leads that I'm paying good money for. If you can help us close this transaction, I think we can make it a win-win. And how were you finding those free seller leads at that time? Was it well, that direct mail campaign? Yeah. Well, it was it was free to him. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah, I know. Expense, cost, yeah, cost you money. Yeah, exactly. At that time, it was, uh, I think it was like November 2013 or something like that. I, direct mail worked really well. So that's how we were sourcing the leads at that time. 
Okay. Uh, now you've done over 50 deals in under three years, two and a half years. What was the next big milestone for you two? Maybe uh, developing a relationship with a mortgage broker was probably mm -hmm. the next big milestone because um, we're able to now fund our deals using hard money, but we're getting extremely favorable terms that I've never seen before. But I think that was probably the next big milestone. Um, or SEO. You know, or SEO, <laughs> yeah. Really opened us up to you know, people that are more motivated than, you know, instead of the shotgun approach, there's people that are searching for you. That also opened it up and definitely teaming up with a mortgage broker and, you know, it's got a small fund. You know, now we can um, hold these things for long term. So it's, it really helped us. Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk about each of those. It's really interesting. Let's go with the mortgage broker first. How did you find the mortgage broker? And you mentioned the favorable terms. What's an example of the favorable terms? It's about seven and a quarter. 75 to 100% of the contract price and zero points. I actually made that relationship through Tom, who was the, the guy who I did my the first buy and hold with. He's the Craigslist guy. Yes. Yeah, okay. the Craigslist guy. So <laughs> I made a relationship with him and, and Tom, that's where Tom, uh, the, well, that's his name, the Craigslist guy. Tom was uh, <laughs> getting, um, that's where he was getting his money from. And so, you know, we kind of approached it as, well, uh, you know, Mr. Mortgage Broker, here are the types of deals that we're getting. And we do not right now have the means to buy all of these deals. But if we're able to purchase them, this is what your returns would look like, this and that. And so uh, would you like to be a part of our team and, and, and have, you know, an equity position in this and you can fund the deals for us? So he said, yeah. And so we got rocking and rolling. I love the resourcefulness that you two are showing and that you've not only showed but employed in your career as you got started. It, it allowed you to get started a lot faster through these joint venture partnerships. What about the SEO? You said you've, you've now got people searching for you instead of you, you know, pushing your marketing message onto them. How did you come across that being an effective way of marketing and spending dollars? Well, when we first started, like we like we said earlier, we were doing direct mail, and then you know at first everyone's you know people are like, what, what's going on? I've never got these cards before. I never got these letters, you know, and it it, it was really working for us. And then we slowly started to see it decline. Our response rate went down, and we were just thinking something's got to give. And it's you know there's the internet, you know, everything's kind of shifting that way. So we, I mean, it's pretty obvious we needed to take that route. And like I said, too, you know, it, it's nice when you have someone that, that is looking for you. You know, they're pre-qualified leads. They're motivated. You know, you're able to close them a lot easier. And so we knew we had to take the Internet approach for the long term. So we teamed up with a guy that does our platform, our website platform. And we just said, hey, we know we need some help online marketing. And so he put us in touch with an SEO company. Uh, I think we started that, what, back in 2013? Four, I think 14. Yeah. 14. And then, yeah, he, he put us in touch with them, and they've been doing a lot of good work. And it's it, it, it's, it really, for those months that the direct mail that does not work, the SEO really picks it up, and, it, and it's, it, it's really helpful, and it's really propelled our business for sure. I think intellectually, everybody, well, I hope everybody knows that SEO would be a good 
tactic for them from a marketing standpoint. How do you determine the real return on investment, especially initially, because I know it does take time to get your website to populate at the high at the top of the Google ranks. You're not going to get results immediately. Just just have don't even think. And what that. what's immediately? I wouldn't even expect results in the first three months if you're in a competitive market I, or six months even. And for good SEO, I think you you need to be willing to shell out the investment. It can be expensive at times. For very good SEO, that's you know, it's worth it if you have the if you're if you're able to uh, invest money into that and not expect a return for a good six months, maybe longer. But overall, I think that um, in the long run, that's probably the cheapest way to source leads because um, once you're in that position, it's relatively low cost to maintain that position. And you have um, people searching for you instead of you searching for them. So that's I think that's where over the long term it, it, it becomes a lot cheaper way of sourcing leads. Did you know within the first three to six months you should expect no results before you started it? We went in with that mindset. And how are you able to reconcile that with the money that you're going to have to put into it knowing that you know there's there's a chance that it might not work out? How I kind of did it was I was able to do a lot of the SEO work up front myself. So the way that I did it was I got into the first three to five positions and we were already kind of seeing a return there. I think we had closed a few deals without spending money on SEO. So at that point it was just, you know, well, it's it's working. So, you know, why don't we just go in and you know, invest money at least six months into it and then see what our return is. Um, but at that point, we already kind of knew it, it yeah, was. Yeah, you tested it. That's yeah. interesting. How did, did you teach yourself the uh, how to do SEO? I had somebody help, uh, you know, help us. Um, did you partner with them too and no. give them equity? And <laughs> no, I, I'm on Craigslist. Yeah, we, no, <laughs> no. What did you, no. you say, Adam? I said, we found him on Craigslist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We taught ourselves, but we had some. Uh, we had a platform that kind of helped us out with some of the technical part and and all that. But you know, um, what's, what's the platform? Uh, it's on carrot.com. Okay. They have a pretty good platform where they kind of walk you through a lot of this stuff. Um, it's not to say that it, it's not a lot of work, and you you, you don't have to learn much about it because you do. But yeah, it's you know. And you taught your, you taught yourself that. How long did it take you to actually learn the SEO from the very beginning to when you were now three to five uh, in terms of rankings? I'm still learning. <laughs> well, but how, how long did it take you from when you opened up the first book on SEO to now you've implemented it on your own and you've tested it and you're seeing results? Maybe three months it, SEO is, um, I think the technical side is, it might be a little bit more complicated, but the way that we kind of look at it is just, you know, just provide really good content. Because if you do that over the long term, it, it, your content will always rank well. So besides maybe a few little tweaks and stuff, uh, that's kind of the general approach we took. So, um, and what, you know, kind of, what kind of content were you providing? 
just blog articles. We get, you know, a lot, we get a few leads from those. Um, and just, just, you know, having an approach of, um, you know, transparency and, and, and like a consulting type of approach, like not going for the hard sell, I think helped because that gets people engaged in your content. What type of blog articles were you posting? Were they articles that you were writing or articles you had someone write on your behalf? I think if you're going to be doing blog articles, I think you need to do that yourself because you're the expert. And I think outsourcing that is not a good idea because uh, no one can write about what you do better than you. So, or, you know, how you help people. So, um, we, uh, we write all our own articles and, uh, and, you know, you can go to quickhomeoffers.com slash blog to see kind of some of the stuff that we wrote. All right, Adam and Josh, what's your best real estate investing advice ever? All right, Adam, what's, what is it? Um, for me, <clears throat> cause I do more of the sales side. Um, I would say it's staying calm, cool, collected. You know, in this business, it's really easy to get stressed out. There's strict timelines. You got closings, this. If you're not staying calm, cool, and collected, it really impairs your decision making. And, and, and it's really important to think problems through and be quick on your feet. So if you can just stay collected, I, I think that'll be uh, uh, something very beneficial. And Josh? So this is the, the two-for-one special. <laughs> I'd say listen to Joe Fairless podcast. Oh, sh- oh, shut up! Come on, go on. <laughs> but, uh, but I love it though. No, I appreciate it. <laughs> I would have to say, and this might sound a little, little, you know, unconventional, but uh, you you got to understand that risk is relative. So, what I mean by that is when you think of risk in the conventional way, you think, well, what's the worst case scenario, or what happens if something goes wrong, but that's actually the wrong approach to risk. I, I think that I think what we really should be asking is what can go wrong, but what happens if I don't take advantage of this opportunity? So that really helped build my business. In fact, you know, just as like an example, um, I quit my job. I had a, I had a job at a law firm and, you know, up until, uh, December, 2013. And if, if I was thinking about risk in the in the conventional way, I would say that, well, you know, what happens if I don't get another deal for two or three months and I go broke and I have to crawl on my hands and knees begging for my job back? Well, if you look at it, for, uh, if you look at uh, risk as relative, then what you're doing is you're saying, well, yes, that's true, but think about the risk if I don't take advantage of this opportunity that I have right now. So. That cost is huge. I, I wouldn't be making these key relationships. I would be missing out on deals. Uh, I would be missing out on experience. So to me, that cost, that risk of that of staying in my job was way more than 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 quitting. So that I think is is important, and that that's really helped build my business, our business as well. So I think. Uh, maintaining the view that risk is relative is is important you ready for the best ever lightning round let's do it all right first a quick word from our best ever partners my friend michael blanc has an ebook that you'll want to download it's called the secret to raising money to buy your next apartment building if you're interested in getting started with apartment buildings but don't have the cash or credit to do it yourself then this ebook's for you and it's free 
text the word secret, S-E-C-R-E-T, to the number 38470. That's secret and text it to 38470. Best ever book you've read? I'd have to say, for me, Spin Selling by Neil Rackman. I use it, you know, on the sales side. I use it when I go out on a Friday night. It's it's something that's really helped me. So, Spin Selling by Neil Rackman. What do you use it for on a Friday night? <laughs> do I need it? Uh, meeting people. I mean, it's 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 kind of one of those ways. It's it's a it's the way of selling without actually being a, a hard sell. So it's a spin is a situation, problem, implication, question, need, payoff, question, and and you can use that really with every, with anything. It, it's just kind of getting to yes without having to be a hard seller. I guess you can say. Best ever personal growth experience. What'd you learn from it? Let's see. Uh, probably quitting my job was the best growth experience I've ever had. I, I learned that, you know, if you throw yourself into a situation like that where you don't you don't know when your next paycheck's coming or you know your next money's coming and you really have to be resourceful and that makes you think about ways to, you know, make it happen. So best ever deal you've done. Um I'd say we, we got a lead in the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, you know, after speaking with her and vetting it, I, I, I think we both knew that it was a deal. We both pretty much just packed our bags and said, hey, let's let's go down there and take a look. Uh, so we took a mini vacation. We visited some friends. We ended up getting the deal. Um, it was one of our bigger deals. She was in a situation where she really needed some help, so she was really thankful for um, us coming through and, and making that happen for her. So it was it was a complete win all around. Best ever way you like to give back? I like to talk with people, especially, you know, people that are starting out because, you know, I, I had somebody give me the time of day off of a cold call. I mean, that, that, that really helped a lot. So I think, you know, just talking with people who are, you know, looking to get started, I think is, uh, I, I like that because I know that somebody did that for me. So, Or actually, I learned this from you, Joe, uh, being a connector, connecting people that you know you can see that can add value to each other. You're just being the source um, and you know you, you do a great job of that. And you know, so I think that's, that's something that I like to do as well. What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate so far? Um, well, the biggest mistake, uh, there was a deal in, uh, in Bakersfield that it was our second buy and hold. And, uh, you know, I, I think the, the biggest thing was that we didn't understand really the, the market to a T. So, I mean, in, in any market, uh, you know, there's so many little things about the submarket that you just don't understand until you actually get on the ground or you live there. Uh, so we actually had to, we ended up selling that for you know it wasn't a huge loss it was maybe a couple thousand dollars but that was a very cheap lesson and uh, it made me realize that uh, you know maybe hey it's okay to have to wholesale a couple more deals out just to understand the market and then you can go ahead and and take the dive into doing you know a buy and hold there so I think that was the biggest mistake I've made in real estate. Is that the biggest loss that you two have had on a property so far? Uh, yeah, it was the only loss we've had. Um, and l thankfully it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a big loss. 
What's the specific thing that if you had been living there that you would have picked up on uh, that you did not know since you didn't live there? Even though the quote market rent might have been, you know, whatever it was, there, there, it was. It would take you so long. It, it would. It, it took us months and months and months and months to rent it out because it just, you know, the 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 market just didn't really support that amount of rent. And I think the the size of the house was too overbuilt for the for the neighborhood. And and then also, uh, the days on market was really long in that area even though it was a nice area it was it was a great area I felt comfortable obviously walking around there at night I mean it was fine um, but it was just it moved slower and uh, it, you know I think pe there was more desirable areas where people would want to live for the same price so just realizing that uh, about that specific submarket and then realizing that well you know what yeah the, the rent might be you know uh, it might be 88 cents a square foot but you know, you're in this submarket, so let's discount this a little bit because we know that the market's slower. So, and what's the best place the best ever listeners can reach you? Uh, you can go to quickhomeoffers.com. You click our contact page and and uh, let's talk. Well, Adam and Josh, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your advice with the best ever listeners. And boy, I love hearing your story. I mean, I've I've spoken to you two before about your background, but not really in this this line of questioning and in in, in the and in this depth. I uh, have just a lot of respect for investors and entrepreneurs who take the approach that you've taken, having the value mindset as you mentioned earlier, Josh, and getting in on the first deal where uh, or the second deal rather. Um, that you had with the investor and bringing them the leads, you get 25% of the deal and then eventually getting to the next major milestone, which was developing the mortgage broker relationship where you're getting favorable terms. And then the third one, which would be the, the SEO and focusing on first testing it uh, by learning it yourself. And then once it's been tested, then putting investment dollars into it. And now it's uh, as you said, the cheapest way to source leads because it's relatively inexpensive to maintain once you get to that point. So thanks again for sharing your advice, being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you too soon. Thanks, thanks Joe. Joe. My friend Michael Blanc has an ebook that you'll want to download. It's called The Secret to Raising Money to Buy Your Next Apartment Building. If you're interested in getting started with apartment buildings but don't have the cash or credit to do it yourself, then this ebook's for you. And it's free. Text the word secret, S-E-C-R-E-T, to the number 38470. That's secret and text it to 38470.